Hello and welcome back to Who Turned Out the Lights. Today, Mrs. Felicia Jones is returning to talk about women involvement in economics. Thank you for joining us again today, Mrs. Jones. Absolutely, excited to be here. So last time you were here, we talked about uh, the Mises Institute. And you know, I attended twice for seminar and the conference. And I've, I've noticed that there aren't really many women involved in the Mises movement. Uh, why is this the case? And do you think we should be concerned about it? So I would first uh, say that I actually, I, I kind of reject the premise of in women, not very many women being involved in Mises, in the Mises movement. Um, so I think one observation that you've probably noticed is that there might not always be a lot of students, right, that are, that are ladies. There also may not, there's also not a lot of faculty that are ladies. And, um, but that actually doesn't mean that the Mises movement itself or the or libertarian movement itself does not have a lot of women involved. Uh, so one of the reasons why I was excited about this question was because it allows me to talk about the generosity mm -hmm. and of, of our donors. Uh, there are so many of our donors who are such passionate ladies. For example, um, we have a graduate seminar every summer for students where they get to talk about, or they, where these graduate students get to come and discuss uh, major Austrian works, whether it be Man Economy and State by Murray Rothbard or Mises's Human Action. And let me tell you, that is entirely financed by a wonderful donor. Um, and she is passionate about what she does and she's passionate about supporting our students. And I would also say that so many, um, you know, so many other times I've been able to meet such wonderful ladies uh, that, yeah, write, right, you know, write checks in order to make sure that our, our movement continues. Mm -hmm. um, and so really what I wanted to express more than anything else in terms of the Mises movement itself is that there are so many women that are involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, they just may not be faculty. They may not always be, we may not have a 50-50 student ratio, um, but there are so many that are super involved and super passionate about the mission and we would not be here without them. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, plain as day, we would not be here without them. That definitely is great to see. I just kind of more behind the scenes involvement. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. Well, and even in terms of our probably our office ratio, there's mm -hmm. more ladies working in the office than than guys. So mm -hmm. yeah. are you seeing the same thing kind of with students? Or not um, oftentimes I would say with students, it really depends on um, so Mises, okay, for one, Mises University is really focused for our undergraduate students. And um, what ends up happening is that, you know, most still end up being econ majors or related economics or business. And then, you know, we do accept other students from other majors and we hope other students from other majors will attend, but um, it still tends to be those that are related to the economic field. And so as a result, because economics tends to be more, um, you know, a lot of a lot, lot more males tend to enjoy economics than ladies, but, and that's okay. Um, that's why we still see a higher male male ratio. Mm -hmm. um, but I would also, but I would say that has more to do with um, just preference, like the difference in preferences. Mm -hmm. I, I know I was that weirdo that, you know, as a female really liked economics, but 
Um, <laughs> but you know, a lot of my friends, they chose other majors and that's awesome because they're following their own passions. And um, I would say that's, that's really, that's what's most important is that you are, you are doing what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned last time, you know, I've been going on college tours and while on these tours, I noticed a pattern in the desire for a balanced ratio of men to women, not only in the student body, but especially with the professors. At one college, the tour guide who was an econ major expressed concern over there being more male econ professors than female econ professors. Do you personally think we need more female economic professors and does it really matter? Yeah, so, okay, my, I would say my personal opinion is that it probably doesn't matter, for one, um, because what ends up happening is that people are going to choose, like, what they want to major in, they're going to choose their profession based upon their own individual preferences, um, because we're not slaves, right, because we can choose what occupation that we go into, um, we can, we're able to uh, choose the ones that give us the most fulfillment. And I, I think that would be the most important part of it mm-hmm. is that we're choosing um, paths for our lives that provide fulfillment in a way um, versus something that is just based upon, um, you know, based upon meeting, say, you know, gender ratios, especially because mm-hmm. there is a, there's a danger in the whole having certain ratios based mm-hmm. upon, you know, personal characteristics such as gender, race, um, you know, whatever, whatever those character, those personal characteristics may be. Um, there's a danger in that because what often does happen when those types of characteristics are enforced is whether, and, and I, when I when I say enforced as well, I mean more along the lines of you know whether there's financial incentives or. Um, or, you know, say somebody higher up says, well, you know, says to their, their, um, uh, their recruiter, hey, I want so many of these type of people that fit into this characteristic or this group, you know, the danger is that you actually could be hiring people that are less qualified, Mm -hmm. or those who are not going to work very hard. And so I would just say in terms of econ specifically, I'm not worried about a gender makeup or anything along those lines. I think the people that need to be hired are, are Austrian economists and it should be individuals who, and at least this is my hope, individuals that um, care about individual rights and care about private property and, um, you know, and the ideals that Mises and Rothbard espoused, uh, because those are the kind of people that are going to, you know, influence students and help, you know, help them, um, you know, help them give them tools to learn to think critically, uh, because right now, you know, we're, we're at a day and age where there are so many, there are so many college instructors who come to students and say, well, this is what I want you to believe, and this is, what you should be believing because otherwise you're not, otherwise you're intolerant or otherwise you are, um, you're stupid or what, you know, whatever. But really we need instructors who, um, whether it be in our colleges or schools or education system as a whole, who are giving students tools to think critically for themselves 
because I would argue more often than not, if you, if you're a critical thinker, then you're going to come to your own conclusions. And I don't have to agree with those conclusions, Mm -hmm. but they are going to be ones that, you know, you've put a lot of thought into and, um, and yeah, so I would say, you know, to to sum it up, I would say, I'm not really worried about, you know, gender ratios as much as I am about the state of education in terms of instructors who are uh, really passionate about what they, you know, about their fields, but then also those that are trying to teach students to give them the right tools. Mm -hmm. Great. So female economist Stephanie Kelton, if I understand what she was saying correctly, recently argued that inflation is of no concern and that we should just keep printing money. Now, I definitely don't agree with this, but when she was faced with criticism, a number of her defenders either said that her critics uh, were attacking her because she was a woman. Do you think her gender really mattered to these critics at all? As somebody who doesn't really know which critics or any more information about who is criticizing her, I'm not going to make an assumption based upon, you know, what their intentions are, but I will say this, you know, if you are making a statement and somebody is critical of it, um, and then the next word out of your mouth is, well, you hate me, or Mm -hmm. you don't like me, um, that to me seems like a very bad sign, you know, in in turn, I mean, that's, um, that's, that's not a, that's not something that's very positive. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the ultimate idea that we should all be striving for is, you know, it is complex and critical, you know, and critical open discourse of ideas, including inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously my personal opinion on inflation is I keep staring at the, at the gas station every time <laughs> I drive into work and, it was over four dollars a, a gallon today. So yes, oh, wow. I think inflation is very real, <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's not something that we should just keep. And we should not just keep, you know, hypothetically printing money or, you know, artificially holding mm. interest rates down. Um, but really, we should be having these these open conversations about what's going on, um, because more than anything else this is impacting everybody, right? Mm-hmm. The current current inflation impacts you, it impacts me. You know, it's, it's not just gas prices. I I get very bitter as I leave the grocery store right now. <laughs> as, I mean, I've essentially seen my grocery bill, you know, go up, I mean, twice of what it was before, you know, so, you know two years ago. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I think these types of conversations are ones that we need to be having. And if we're going to claim, oh, this is a personal or somebody has a personal vendetta against me that that to me seems the opposite of open discourse mm-hmm. yeah that makes perfect sense so let's just branch off to how um the free market has affected women so how do you think have developments brought about by the free market improve the lives of women well i just before you answer that give like a few examples like deidre mccloskey who is a trans woman, argues that the progress created by free markets has done more than anything to empower the powerless. And, you know, she said she thanks God that she was born to a time where she's able to live the life that she wanted to. Can we say the, um, that this is a general trend that the free market has vastly improved the lives of women? 
Yeah, I would say absolutely. Um, free markets be, by improving the lives of women, not only has you know these market opportunities and exchange opportunities um, helped you know women entrepreneurs, but it's also helped women consumers. Uh, for example, I, I can first of all, as a mom, I can think of so many examples. Um, but you know, I would say in terms of the washing, I love my washing machine, man. Like it's fantastic. I mean, it really used to be that I can either, you know, I can either, you can either go to work for a day or you can spend an entire day doing laundry. Mm -hmm. Whereas now you just stick it in the washing machine and then the dryer and it takes 10 minutes. Um, you know, now we may still have that one chair that ends up holding all the clean clothes for the next three days, but uh, that's okay. It happens to all of us, especially us, um, us littles. But um, but because of markets, I mean, my life as a consumer, for one, has has been made tremendously better. I'm able to I'm able to do things such as you know come to work um, and make you know help my husband make an income, but then also um, I'm able to still have lots of time with my kids. And that's only because of markets. I would, otherwise I'd be going home and only doing chores, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, because chore, I mean, chores itself used to take such a long time. I mean, I, my favorite, my other favorite product is probably my Instant Pot. <laughs> you know, this morning I did all sorts of, you know, I did some weekly meal prep and that Instant Pot made, you know, cooking six chicken breasts that would have taken, you know, an hour and it turned it into something for one that I could walk away from. So it wasn't me standing over a stove and mm -hmm. it took 30 minutes. I mean, that, that tells me, you know, that my life has incredibly been improved by markets mm -hmm. and it could be, and I mentioned products as an example, um, but services are no different. Um, for a lot of mothers, we, because we have markets, we're able to hire, whether it be babysitters or um, or individuals such as doulas for a lot, you know, for a lot of pregnant women um, who are going into childbirth, they can hire doulas, and you know, doulas act to um, help them with childbirth, help them stay calm, and you know, get through the process in a way that is empowering. Whereas, you know, what used to happen when you had less market opportunities. Um, I mean, if you had it, if you had a midwife and a doula, that was great. But, you know, at the turn of the century, when more women started having hospital births and you didn't have doulas, then, you know, essentially these women were, I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean, they were going, they were going through something that is supposed to be one of the happiest days of your lives. And it wasn't that happy. Mm. Um, and so I would just argue that in general, you know, markets, whether it be providing products and services um, or products or services, they they improve not just, you know, the amount of time that we have in a given day that we can able to, I mean, it improves our free time for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, I have more free time with my family, but it also enables us to, um, to essentially be empowered more than anything else and when I say empowerment I'm I'm talking about like the true kind where um where you know you feel like you are you're personally improved um and you're personally improved based upon um just 
you know, you're, you're based upon you know, something that you're able to do and you're able to do it well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, do you think we could have gotten these results and products if we were a socialist society? Oh, absolutely not. There's no way because um, for most people, you know, if you, if you know that the fruit of your labor is going to be taxed away from you, um, and let's, let's be very clear what taxation is. Taxation is where an enforcer comes in and takes your money or takes your earnings or, you know, the fruits of your labor and allocates it to somebody else. Um, but also let's be very clear in order to enforce, in order to enforce taxation, it's very costly. So more often than not, what ends up happening is that it goes back to the bureaucracy. It doesn't actually make it to somebody. Very little of your tax dollars make it to somebody else. Most of it goes right to the government. Um, and so, yeah, I would just say, um, for for women, if we didn't have markets, I mean, I can right now I can purchase. A, you know, I purchased cloth diapers, you know, in order from, you know, some lady who makes them on the other side of the world. And mm. that would not be, I would not be able to do that. And let me tell you, I suck at sewing. So <laughs> I would not, I would not, I, I, maybe I could figure it out, but I'd be miserable <laughs> trying to figure out how to sew. And I really love the fact that there are other people who can sew because I hate sewing. So um, yeah, if anything, just Based upon that, based upon the fact that I hate sewing is why I love markets. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reason. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for coming back and talking about this. Yeah, absolutely. And well, thank you so much for having me on. And um, yeah, I hope that if anybody is interested in the, in the Mises Institute or any of our programs or events, uh, please go on our website, Mises.org. And um, we're, I mean, we're happy to be here and provide um, opportunities for greater discourse, greater discussion, and um, an atmosphere where we can learn about Austrian economics together. All right, thank you.